Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Tales from the Forlorn Dopes. I'm your host, Cyber Smiley, with my co-host. I am Wisdom. Greetings, program. It's good to be here at the end of the year. Yes, and uh, quite a bit of a year. So, um, so for this episode, we're going to kind of go and. Uh, list all the things that happened over the year but uh first uh just want to get into any cyberpunk news um so i did a few research about upcoming projects i.e movies or, or television series that have a at least a possible cyberpunk um i don't know influence or <laughs> or, or maybe even a, a full-blown cyberpunk there is definitely one and uh, I think the big one is uh, Neuromancer is being produced by uh, Apple Plus. And I believe it's starting to do go into production next year. So we'll probably it's, see. Uh, it's very exciting news. Although I take any any mention of, of Neuromancer being uh, put out with a with like just shakers full of salt uh we, we've heard it before it's it's been in production before or at least pre-production so let's keep our fingers crossed that this one actually sees the light of day although apple tv i'm not thrilled with that necessarily yeah i'm not thrilled with that either which means <laughs> i'm gonna have to pay to watch it which is a little annoying my wife has already yeah. said we're not getting another streaming system uh TV, so I'm gonna have to wait until it comes out on Amazon to purchase it. Yeah, same as here. So that's a little bit annoying, but I, I think I think there's more of a chance at getting done because of the success of the peripheral. Um, True which, enough. Which that series has completed um, about three weeks ago, I think was the last episode. Uh, I thought it was Friday. I thought last Friday was the 
Maybe. Was the season finale. I think you're right. Although, it's the season finale? Uh, like, I didn't see anything that said so, but it felt like one. Um, uh, that's the problem with the, the once-a-week streaming, is you're never quite sure. Is it is it done, or is there still more to go? Yep. Hopefully, there'll be more to go. Uh, other things is a movie called Hardcore, which is based off of the uh, comic book. Um, Wisdom was actually telling me a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, from an idea by uh, by uh, Robert Kirkman, but written by Andy Diggle. It's uh, it's it's a very I really enjoyed that comic. It was a very cool concept where uh, you know it, it's it's like futuristic espionage where agents can take control of other people's bodies and use them for you know spying or assassination or or whatever the case may be yep uh if you haven't read it i very highly recommend it it was really good i will check it out uh other things that are coming out in 2023 is uh mad max furiosa which very exciting very i like me some uh charlize she's i don't not... think she's actually She's not playing the main character. She's not oh, playing she, Furiosa in this, although she a, might be. Yeah, it's a prequel, isn't it? Or a flash forward, I guess. I hope so. Uh, it's got Chris Helmsworth in it, sporting a, a weird dude bro hipster beard. But we can overlook that. It'll be. It's Glenn Miller. Or it's, uh, it's George Miller. Yep. It's Mad Max. I'm all about it. <laughs> Another movie that's oh, in. Go ahead. I was just going to say that Mad Max doesn't actually appear in it. It's yeah. adjacent. Um, another kind of possible cyberpunk um, movie is Megalopolis. Uh, this is by uh, Francis Ford Coppola. It's in production now. Um, basically, it's supposedly New York City is ravaged by a disaster and an architect is redesigning the city so kind of sounds cyberpunkish um I, it does it's it's it, if so it would be a really weird departure for coppola like he's not he's not really known for science fiction um i mean i know he did you know dracula but yeah maybe he's stretching out expanding his uh, yeah I mean, they're the the the, the cast members um, seem pretty uh, pretty amazing. Like I know Dustin Hoffman's in it. Um, what the hell's her name? She played April on uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, uh, oh Lord, I love her. Yeah. Um, she was in Legend. Damn it, or Legion? Yeah, yeah. Legion. She. She's in Aubrey Plaza. Oh, yeah, that's it. I, you, you mentioned her name and it went out of my head. <laughs> Dig back in to get it out. Uh, yeah, I love her. Uh, she is as quirky as it gets, and her, her role in Legion was fantastic. Yeah, that really was just a fantastic show all around. So, um, I think this might be Cyberpunk. We'll, we'll see. Um, it's Francis Ford Coppola, so... I, gotta, I mean, has he made a bad movie? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Some people don't like The Godfather, but 
those people I won't talk about. Um, so there's another movie called Foe, which labels itself as a near future. Uh, Farmer's Wife gets a knock on the door is kind of the only lead into that. I mean, it was just labeled near future, so we'll see. I mean, that's the word we all look for right there, yeah. near future. Um, another m movie called Morning, which is about a society that takes pills not to sleep, and therefore they do not dream. And I guess the story is a, a person actually goes to sleep and starts dreaming. Um, so it sounds like it, it more sounds, of a slow kind of uh, sci-fi. It sounds it sounds like a like a high concept type cyberpunk movie. Uh, but you never know. So, uh, I mean, Elysium sounded like uh, Cameron Bergeron, but it turned into an action fest. So, yeah. well, who I was, knows? I was thinking never... more like uh, Gattaca, right? Yeah, that's another good one. Uh, another movie called Twisted Metal. It's supposed to be a post-apocalyptic world. I'm not quite sure uh, exactly didn't get too much details on it but it sounds like kind of a, a mad max type of uh thing. i mean it sounds like it's going to be based off a video game which will make a lot of people happy i was never all that much of a fan but i know a lot of people are is, is the right. zombie-ish or is it was it's, it it's just very like car combat type thing it's it's like it's like a video game version of of car wars oh. kind of cool. I, I played a lot of Car Wars back in my day. <clears throat> um, the next movie that's yeah, the next movie that's coming out is uh, Megan, and it's spelt with a 3 instead of an E. Oh, you know, that's going to be fiber. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, the background is supposedly a, a doll maker creates a robot doll that um, goes on a rampage, or does some nefarious thing. Not sure if it's supposed to be more towards a horror or if it is a cyberpunk, but horror cyberpunk is always a good thing. Chucky with robots. I can get behind that. Uh, the next movie that's um, going to be due out is something called Pod, The Pod Generation. Uh, a near future rom-com was the only thing I found out about it. Um, so I can't for the life of me, think of any rom-com cyberpunk movies or near-future um, cyberpunk movies. Near-future rom-coms. Yeah. I mean... You know, I know that there are some... that There's like one or two out there, but they're not, they're not coming to mind. Yeah. Um, and the last one I heard about is Hello, Stranger which is supposed to be a, a simulacrum husband, uh, and it's supposed to be like a, a thriller. So it sounds like a, <laughs> a lot of robots this uh, coming up. Yeah, there's, there's once again word cropping up that there's going to be some dread coming out, uh, and Carl Urban's coming back. But again... It, it just is rumors. There's I can't find anything to substantiate that. And the website I saw it on is 
not a site that I'd ever heard of before. So super sketch. But if it keeps the dream alive, it keeps the dream alive. Yep. Um, so that's it from a media point of view. The other news is uh, on the Cyberpunk 2077 front. Uh, there was a earnings call or, or a, at least um, a shareholders meeting. So some news did come out about the coming year. So there's going to be one last major patch to uh, Cyberpunk 2077 before Phantom Liberty comes out. Give us flashlights! Yeah, I, I, again, I don't think that's happening. I mean, even yeah, the modders haven't created a, a flashlight yet. Which I'm surprised. They've, they've created flying cars for, for the game. Um, I mean, you just know that there's some shit hiding away in the dark that is like right in front of your face, but you can't see it because, well, it's dark. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't believe in 2077 that people have just completely forgotten how flashlight works or night vision or any any kind of any kind of thing that would let me see in the dark bar yeah or, or like um an implant for for your cyber eyes to kind of highlight hidden things like that would simulate like enhanced um enhanced image enhanced. Yeah. yeah so something i mean just something and I can't believe that we're the only ones who complain about this shit. Like, I see people complaining about all sorts of stuff over and over, but yeah. nobody ever complains about flashlights. I'm just all like, what the hell? Um, like, give me a flashlight. Just let me point my finger and just something. Also, during the call, they, they did say, you know, there's going to be a sequel to the game. However, they are not saying that it's going to be at all multiplayer. So... Well, don't think that's coming our way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely do not want some PvP bullshit. I, I don't want, you know, nothing but death matches. I want, I very much want cooperative player, uh, multiplayer with my friends so they can experience the world with me. And so it feels like actually playing the game, like the role playing game it's based off of. I, yep. I don't, I don't understand what the point of, Basing a game off a tabletop and then not having any kind of cooperative multiplayer, like, just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um, the other big news, supposedly, on the uh, shareholders' call, it was highly suggested that there might be a cyberpunk movie in the works. A live Hopefully, action. Hopefully, it's a story because I'm, I'm, I'm. The V story is done. It's told. Look at um, nope. Edge Runner, right? That wasn't V. Yeah, exactly. Tell us, tell us a story about different people. Uh, uh, just like uh, if if they do another anime series, it'd be a different story altogether. Yep. Hell, what I'd really like to see is a bunch of vignette stories, um, like an anthology done by different animators with their take on Night City, I like the Animatrix. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, love, sex, and robots, or, you know, something akin to that, just where all the stories take place in the cyberpunk universe. Hell, maybe throw a 20, like a cyberpunk 2020 show on there. Yep. Um, and also, there is going to be a, a major character from the lore in 
Phantom Liberty, because I guess Mike Pondsmith was happy about that. However, it is not going to it's, be Morgan Blackhand. <laughs> I, I don't understand why they're keeping him under wraps, other than, you know, he's Mike Pondsmith's pet character. Uh, but there's just, there's so much swirling or like conspiracy in the game swirling around that character you'd think they'd want to address it at some point while they've still got Keanu on on retainer um, everybody wants to see and confront Johnny and be all like that's you're you're full of shit buddy it still can happen uh you never know I mean I guess maybe in the the second version of the game or the sequel Man, I would really hate to see them blow all that money on another celebrity hire. I, don't get me wrong. I love Keanu Reeves. I love his portrayal of Johnny Silverhand. But, like, so much of the budget of the game, both in terms of monetarily and story-wise, went towards the, like, rewriting it for Johnny Silverhand that, like, I, I, still, I still lament that we didn't get all the content that was cut because of it. Apparently we got spam. Spam? First, uh, I got There's something somebody... from first time chat. Hi, I want to offer a promotion of your channel. Viewers, followers, views. Oh, Price is lower wow. than any competitor. <clears throat> so, Rob, if you're hey. listening, we might have some spam here. Um, yeah, so... I mean, we're... This person is bot, whatever. So, anyways, um, yeah. So there's. It sounds like you know, Phantom Liberty is definitely coming out next year. When? Can't rightly say. Hopefully, it's being Q3 because from all the various sources I heard, they're starting to ramp down the development team on that. So. It's kind of a good sign that it's getting close. <clears throat> um, but we'll see. And also... Yeah, they, like, take their time. I mean, yeah. do what they need to do. And it was mentioned that they are most likely going to start up the development work on the sequel, uh, either towards the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024. So... I mean, honestly... All I need, all they needed to say is that they're working on a sequel, and then just shut the fuck up about it until it's ready to go. Well, just to say, hey, we are starting it, right? Yeah, and, just, just it, it's it's coming. It, it's it, it, that's it. And then just every now and then, just throw out, you know, we're still working on it. It's not a dead project. Just, but don't, don't give us any like, don't say anything about release dates yeah. or anything like that. Just let it go. Well, it's not. A There's day. not going to be 2020 like there was uh, to coincide with the 2020 tabletop game. To, you know, I mean, there's not going to be anything like that. So just do it right. Take your time. Yeah, and, and I think you know now that they're opening the studio up in Boston, which they've basically said that studio is dedicated towards Cyberpunk 2077. Um, in all future installments. So it's not like 
Yeah, and it's not like, you know, their past version, which is their development team worked on Witcher, and then the development team moved over to Cyberpunk, right? Um, yeah, where everything is, you know, taken on a, a one-at-a-time basis. Yeah, so it's it's they're splitting up the work and getting two different teams. And then they even have that third project that um, they're still kind of hush-hush about. There's a lot of theories on what it could be, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if it's not cyberpunk, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's me. Well, I know Witcher's super popular and everything like that, but I just I just care about cyberpunk. Yeah, well, I, the first game I played from, from that, from CDPR was cyberpunk, and then I played Witcher, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> they are, they are a team who actually puts out great games so um yeah yeah i mean i will admit like witcher's a great freaking game i love the take uh i love that polish take on you know monsters and mythology uh it's much more horrifying than what we're used to seeing yep right so other news is um about a week ago, uh, another DLC dropped from Altarosaurian, and that DLC is bicycles, skateboards, and skates. Spinning your wheels. I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I would have liked to have seen hoverboards, but I mean, I've actually got like skateboard gangs in my game, so that it appeals to me. Yeah, and it seemed, you know, they did they put a lot into the bikes, which I can understand because bikes are cheap and, you know, doesn't require too much from uh, somebody to uh, use them. But yeah, what got me was they didn't look at the old interface rules around skateboards and how complex those were. Um, granted, it's not their IP. Well, it is their IP, but not necessarily their IP, right? Because of the person who originally wrote it underneath their license. Well, not only was it, well, it was all the interface was, you know, an official fanzine and talk about basically was like a, a steadfast employee of our Talsorian game. So I don't think rights are necessarily the problem. It just, uh, I think it, it boils down more to, you know, how much they wanted to uh, compatibility with like 2020 rules compatibility with compatibility compatibility sorry uh with red rules um, right i think probably had more to do with it but yeah um interesting rules on uh on bicycles and they even have a security system for your bike so if you ever get it <laughs> stolen you know where it is uh, still haven't heard too much. Do the bicycle seem if you steal the bike? Still haven't heard too much about. Well, there was hints supposedly of black chrome and and the possibility of a near future release, but uh, still, I think they're still um, debating on when that's coming out. <laughs> they're uh. 
previewing some art from it, so it's at least it's the projects we know the project's still alive. It's it's progressing forward. Um, well, yeah, I'm not sure. James Hunt made mention of it. I don't know if it was in a particular article or something from PAX, but um, it was kind of hinted that something in the near future is going to be happening with that. So. Great, awesome. Like to see it. Uh, yeah, and I can't think of too much else uh, from a cyberpunk oh, news. Uh, the fourth issue of the "You Have My Word" comic finally came out. So anybody who's been waiting for that needs to go out and pick it up. It's it's pretty good. That would uh, be me. Offers it. Yeah. Uh, it offers a pretty clear resolution to the series that I enjoyed. Uh, I'm not going to give away anything. It's fourth issue, so I can't talk about it too much without spoiling it, but I, I will say that I, I enjoyed it. Alright, man. I will definitely pick that up. I will... Something I can read over the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Right, so... I think that's it about like upcoming stuff in the cyberpunk world. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, it takes care of the that takes care of the the new stuff and the stuff yet to come. So I guess we can just lead on into the old stuff, the stuff we have talked about all year now. Yes. Um, so this particular episode, we're just going to talk about you know all the stuff. Well, previous episodes, so it's kind of a flashback um, to the various things, and I'm sure you know we will ramble. Um, it's our our version of a clip show, folks. Yes. Just because uh, it's getting towards the end of the year, and what better, what, what an easy topic to do, right? Yeah, um, we're all at from Thanksgiving, so. So we can dive into this. So a lot of things happened uh, in 2022. Oh, the other thing was, and we were talking a little bit about that because when I mentioned. Um, Kind of the year in review. So note also mentioned uh, August twenty third of next year, uh, which is of course the day that Johnny blew up, or or Johnny's team blew up. Arisata so Johnny Tires. didn't suck and die. So <laughs> yeah. So actually uh, opened up the book because I forgot about that, and you know while reading the book. Technically, the fourth corporate war ended in October of 2022. However, well, at least the major things, right? So, Arasaka was taken over by Japan in October. Um, Lundy was brought back into the U.S. military, and Militech kind of was squashed. Um, there was supposedly small fightings everywhere from various different offices. They said the longest one was from Brazil, and they said that ended in May. So it's interesting how there's a real major gap in, in at least the lore from October to August. You know. Yeah. What, nine months of, of, of Arasaka holding out in Night City? Yeah. And then being under siege by, you know, the part 
partial the U.S. government, partial of the NorCal army. Um, and what, how, <laughs> what, how, what, you know? You, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how that works. Um, but then again, I don't know. There's, there, there are many reasons I've, I've tended to ignore the fourth corporate war in my own personal games. Yep. Oh, whereas I embrace it and have used it many times in various campaigns. Um, I mean, I like the, from it. I like some of the ideas. Just open warfare between the corporations on a global scale just never... That wasn't the direction I wanted to take. Yeah, well, it, it can be fun and it's definitely a lot of uh, material that you can generate various scenarios for. So, yeah, so couldn't help but mention that, you know, technically the fourth corporate over war is over. Well, the majority of it's over, but apparently there's still uh, corporations out still there fighting. And uh, Edgerunners still have a chance to get things done before the nuke happens next year. And of course... Crazy thing is, is that reality or is that <laughs> game the way our world uh, is working? Um, yeah, I don't. I, I like to sleep, so I try not to think about that too much. Um, mm hmm. Yeah, so let's get into uh, what happened this year. So, first off, we'll uh, talk about Cyberpunk 2077 and what's happen with that particular game and everything that's associated with it um, so we saw the release of two major patches uh, five, 1.5 which I think was one of the biggest patches since game release and, and introduced quite a bit of um, quite a bit of functionality uh, to the game and then also 1.6 which was similar in I would say in size and kind of bit of function so it was nice that you know after a disaster release that they continue to uh, push out more or make more fixes to the game and, and actually improve and enhance the game yeah I mean they're continually they've done right by the fans like like you said the the disaster the 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 release wasn't as stellar as we could have hoped, but they've they've fixed most of the problems. Um, the game runs smoothly. They've, I don't, know, I, it, it's it's starting to look like the game that uh, we were hoping it would be. Yeah, and I like the um, weapons that they introduced. The new weapons, uh, whether it's the legendary ones or or just that the regular. Um, normal weapons like i i like the automatic shotgun that was similar to the crusher um i think it yeah. works better than a crusher i'd uh i'd still like to be able to find a version of the crusher uh that looked more like the 2020 version yeah. or that you could take the uh take the front of it off so it just kind of ends right there at the receiver get a little compact version of it so it's a, a single-handed weapon as opposed to the yeah. as opposed to the double-handed weapon yeah. yeah 
Yes. Um, plus, more compact, just better looking. Yeah, so uh, I think the game definitely improved this year uh, compared to 2021. Um, other things associated with 2077 were the, the various comics that came out. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, too. Yeah. Like, I didn't... There wasn't a single one of those comics that I didn't enjoy. Uh, there were the comics that Dark House put out, or Dark Horse Comics put out. Um, and then there were the, like, ones put out directly by CDPR. They, they, it was all good stuff. Well, some of them came out in 2021. Um, yeah. And then some more came out last year I, I hope it seems like they're slowing down a little but i really hope um they don't <laughs> i would love to see more of these comics um all of them have been pretty fantastic in my opinion well i mean edge runners just throughout just brought in so much extra hype towards the franchise that i can't imagine that they wouldn't put out more comics right and i could also see them doing a comic of edge runners um yeah which is kind of, I don't know, a repeat of, uh, I'd rather see new content than uh, re regurgitated content. But speaking of Edgerunners, that's the other thing that came out in uh, 2022 uh, associated with 2077. And I think that <laughs> cartoon Hugely anime, yeah, I, I loved it. It's, it's crazy to me to think how ridiculously popular that anime is. Uh, like every every it just every time it brings me back to like 1990 whatever when I was just getting into the game and was and was thinking to myself you know this would be such a badass anime there's already so many anime references in it uh, it'll never happen not in a million years will we ever get like a top quality anime out of this and then 30 years later it's ridiculously wildly successful yep and has just brought so many people back uh into the franchise um between it and the game uh it's the franchise is looking really good right now well i think it definitely took this amount of time to actually produce something like this uh if you think back to what <laughs> what animation they had for like dungeon and dragons you know, they had the, the kids' cartoon show. They also tried to do a, um, an animated version of Dragonlance, which is all right. Um, but I mean, you're looking at more Western animation with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you also had Battletech. Um, I never ever wanted to see Western animation <laughs> try to handle cyberpunk. Yeah, so... Unless maybe it's the studio behind Batman the Animated. Yeah. And the last thing that we found out this year is uh, that there is an expansion to 2077 called Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Which is due out next year. As well as yeah, a everybody. sequel that is supposed to be starting development work next year, late next year, early 2024. So I'm glad that the bad launch of the game did not basically kill. Did not kill the franchise. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy for, for a while there. Yeah, and, and even when it, the bad launch, you know, 
I understand that it was mostly the council players that, that suffered, and I feel bad for you, but when I was playing on my PC, yes, there was some visual bugs. Occasionally, I mean, it was a rare case in which the game would actually crash. Um, but overall, it, it was not as buggy as, you know, everyone claimed it was. Um, I played it on PS4, and I never, like, I never experienced anything that I would call even remotely game-breaking. I've seen far worse bugs on, you know, any given Bethesda title than I've seen I ever saw on Cyber. Uh, I think the biggest sorts of disappointment, like, like I said, the bugs for me was never were never a problem. I realized that for other people they were a problem, but I think the biggest source of disappointment was that they promised so much and then kind of like backpedaled at the last minute mm -hmm. uh, with the released product, uh, which is why I'm saying that you know for the next iteration of the of the franchise they just take your time. Don't don't promise us anything. Don't tell us what's gonna be in the game. Just just release it when it releases. Right, and we will see how it goes. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what happened this year with uh, twenty seventy seven. Um, in Cyberpunk Media, we had for TV we had uh, Westworld uh, season four come out. Which, eh, I, th I thought season three I'm, was better. It's up. It, season three was definitely better, but season four definitely wrapped things up. Didn't really leave much to question. It, yes. Um, and again, I, I was very surprised that they that you know people were mentioning, oh, they're they're not doing another season, I'm like. Okay, how? Another go, Jesus. How could you do another season? <laughs> but supposedly they were going to try. Um, however, it didn't work out. Yeah, so we also had the periphery, which, um, as we as we mentioned, just ended. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not... I, I don't know if I would consider it cyberpunk. I, I because of I, the I, because it's time travel, right? And it's, it's yeah, more but in both. I don't I don't care for the time travel aspects, but in both the 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 quotation marks present and future, it they're both in already, like they're both cyberpunk worlds. Like they both, it's the future. And then it's the future of the future, so I'm mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. I, I can still, I can still call it cyberpunk or at least cyberpunk adjacent. Right. Um, I, I I still am not sure that it's over because that did not seem like a like a serial like a season finale to me. Um. Yeah, like it, it very much did not resolve anything. I agree. Um. But we'll see. We'll see uh, two days from now if a, another version comes out. So that 
came out uh, this year. Uh, Movie-wise, we had uh, Matrix Resurrection. Uh, okay. Skip over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crimes of the Future, which I was not able to watch. I still have yet to see that. Um, a movie called Kimmy, which kind of was... Um, I don't know. It was okay. a... It was a movie. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but um, I just don't really say about it. Like, yeah. it. It was pretty straightforward. Did its thing, and then it was, that was another movie that I actually want to watch, but I just haven't spent the money on. Which was uh, expired. Which had Hugo uh, Weaver in it. Uh, we, yeah. So, I definitely want to check that out because the trailers have a very cyberpunk look to it. Um, uh, I, I like I like Hugo. He's he's always it's always a fun ride with Hugo. So. Yep. Uh, the other movie that kind of came out was Spiderhead. That was with uh, Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, which was basically. I- fun through chemistry yeah uh, then uh, came out some anime uh, Ghost in the Shell 2045 second season which <laughs> the look I, I mean I'll just be honest I didn't I didn't care for it at all uh, no I, I liked it until the last episode, or the last two episodes. The last two episodes just killed the whole season for me. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's. I didn't. I didn't like the way it resolved. I didn't like the Mary Sue character. I. I just. I did not like twenty forty five, and it sucks because standalone complex. I like the original series and. And second gig are, are to me better than the animated film, but yeah, twenty forty five just is not. Yep. I again, different opinions. I I, I really liked uh, when the assault squad was hitting them, um, and just looking at oh, those yeah. things as dragoons. Uh, within I mean, I'll, I'll that had some great moments to it, like. I mean, action has never been a problem with 2045. Like, that's always been where it shines. Yeah, and I think, like, like animes like that, where they show those scenes of, you know, that, to me, you know, screams, oh, you know, power gaming, taking it to the next, you know, highest level possible, which it seems like a lot of people don't want to take their games. Um to that type of level of, of just ridiculous power. They are, I do see a lot of fear of that. And, and oftentimes when I tell people about some of the games and like the craziness of, Oh yeah, these guys had like a 10 reflex, their combat sense was 10, you know, the handgun was 10 and they were just kicking ass and it was, you know, describing all the mayhem. And they're like, dude, that sounds horrible. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, too much power it's way overbalanced you know 
how can you even affect these your players because they're they have SP up to wazoo. I'm like, there is tons of cyberpunk material on how you can give a challenge to people who are maxed out. Um, even yeah. Borgs, right? The, the top level Borgs have <laughs> fear of certain things in the game. Um, well, I mean, I love I love running street level campaigns, but every now and then you want some balls to the wall military or like super spy type action. You gotta let them have the you gotta let them have the big toys every now and then. Give them some powered armor. Let them be full conversion. Yep. And that just means that the people that they're going up against have that same shit too. Yeah, and that's the one thing I I, I see. Um kind of a disdain from a lot of the gaming community towards you know giving that power uh to players um i mean the same people who are giving that disdain though they're the ones who are like well real characters have like substandard stats you know if it's if it's higher than a five then it's it's just a poor character you're not role-playing enough like dude kiss my ass your character has to have flaws um no, not all characters have to have flaws. Especially if... I mean, having is one thing, but every, like, <clears throat> if every game you run revolves around the characters just being absolute schmucks, that, how is that any worse than every game you run the characters being superheroes? Like, like there's, there's gotta be some give or take, and you can't do the same thing over and over and over again. And, uh... You know, playing schmucks can be fun, but occasionally, you know, you want to play the Euro, too. Yep. Um, you want to play John McClane taking on Nakatomi Tower or, you know. Yep. So, like, the as I was saying, the fight scenes in Ghost in the Shell um, with 2025 or 20, 2045 uh, and all the other uh various series uh really kind of show can sh you you as a gm or a referee can use those as examples to make uh, a high power game um for your players and give them it's, whatever they need it's a it's a much better example of how i would like to see action done than say edge runners i'll say that yep uh that to me was the action, I've said it many times, but the as much as I love Edge Runners, the action, uh, particularly in like the the first episode and the last two episodes, and the the weird fantasy tech are are the my biggest complaints about Edge Runners. My only real complaints, um, like twenty forty five is as high powered as it was, and it's pretty true of all of ghost in the show really as high powered as that campaign would be it's all still pretty grounded yep and, and i've seen a lot of people talk about converting the stuff that's in 2027 even um into the game and i'm like okay it works in the computer game it would not work at a tabletop game like quick hacks people want quick hacks no I think Quick Hacks could work in a tabletop game. It'd, it'd be a vastly different experience than the 2020 or even Red games that they're used to playing. But, I mean, it's an interesting enough concept that I think it, that could work. It is, but it also needs to, you know, when you're using it, you have to think, okay, 
I can only hack people with neuro implants. And those neural implants have to have some type of signal that you attach to. Oh, yeah, to. absolutely. Right. How um, many care or how many people in the world can afford a neural processor? In addition, how many people oh, can afford, you know, a Wi-Fi implant? If you've got those things, then you yourself are always vulnerable. So there, there would be that to think about. But, uh, I mean, that's certainly a much, a much more grounded thing to try and convert into a game than, say, like the video game or the anime's version of Sandavistan. I refuse to say Sandavistan. Uh, <clears throat> where it, instead of just giving a, a bonus to initiative, I get it somehow 10 actions makes per round. <laughs> I, I run it, you know, I run fast in the speed of sound where I'm like running through the house, killing everybody before, you know, the first character can even blink. That's just not how it works. That's not how it possibly could work. Like there's no cybernetics in the world. They're going to let you move that quickly. And can your body move that quickly physically? No, no, it couldn't. Again, the the fantasy tech just kind of bugs me. The smart bullets bug the crap out of me. Well, there's the smart bullets has always been around, um, or at least hypothesized. You had the smart micro missiles that could turn one corner, but the idea that you can aim at something's head and like turn around and shoot backwards and just hits unerringly. With bullets, well, that's like just bullets dread, would be man. so expensive. Like each bullet would be worth more than the gun itself. Very true. Well, there was an '80s movie that had those bullets. So there was an '80s movie that had micro missiles doing that. That's that's what, what the Cyberpunk 2020 book was. Or I the thought there Cyberpunk was Bullet Tracer, wasn't it? The movie Tracer. No. With, uh... it it's Tom Selleck and yeah. uh, uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss as the villain. Those were micro missiles? But yeah, I they, were, they were like micro um, I think technically they were supposed to be like gyro jets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other anime which we talked about was Edge Runners, and then the last one uh, was Spriggan. However, Spriggan was more supernatural, so it was more of a, a cyberpunk-adjacent anime. Yeah. I mean, the, the cyberpunk aspects of it were were full, full-on cybernetics, uh, cyber, you know, cyber prosthetic limbs, and advanced tech, but then they throw in some weird, like, supernatural shit. Yep. Which, still badass. Highly, highly recommend. So that's kind of uh, it from uh, Cyberpunk Media. Um, I what we really need to do is start getting into like literature because um, I think that's one of our gaps. My main gap is uh, having the time to actually read a book. And you no, know, I don't know about you, but I am a very slow reader. I'm a, I'm a pretty quick reader. Uh... But literature, I think the reason I haven't 
like brought brought up more literature is because it's it's very subjective as to you know what what books we're going to enjoy, what books we might have both read, what right. books. Uh, yeah, what books actually would fall within the genre. Uh, that, that's very, you know, highly subjective and opinionated stuff. Yep. Um, well, I know the the second book of The Peripheral, and I don't remember the title, came out by uh, William Gibson this year. Hmm. I was not aware. I will check that out. Uh And that's the other thing. Um, I, I, I make. I, I don't like reading on the tablet, and I don't have the light to. To read like paper as much anymore. The only place I can really read. Paper products is in the bathroom. So if it has any decent lighting. In it. Yeah. So, one of my guess my New Year's resolution is uh, try to get a little more. Uh, knowledge of uh cyberpunk literature and see what's going i mean out. i've got a huge back collection of the stuff that i've read but it's all in storage at the moment so i can't pull it out for for review and again like i said it's it, it doesn't work unless we can both are both somewhat familiar with it uh, exactly film tv series video games uh, comics, whatever. That's that just seems to be much more accessible to people out there. Uh, and I don't hold. While I love Gibson, I don't hold him in the same regard. A lot of cyberpunk enthusiasts do. Yeah, but yeah, we should definitely uh, include more literature in, in future shows. But I will tap my wife because she reads a lot. And when I say she reads a lot, I think she hits 407 or 412 books this year. Damn. Yeah. Is... <laughs> yeah. She might want to go to a meeting. That's an addiction. Yeah, she she is a avid reader. Because basically, you know, when she does her workout for two hours... Um, she just reads, and she is a very quick reader. Like, depending upon the book, like she also reads like you know, trashy romance novels, which she basically considers popcorn. Um, so she usually is able to read one of those in a day, half a day. Everybody loves a heaving bosom bodice ripper. Yep. Um. The only ones that really slow her down are any technical uh, books, but yeah, she is she is definitely what you would call an an avid reader. <coughs> um, right, so moving along, so that covers the media. Uh, next, we are getting into what Al Tor Al 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 Torsorian R Talsorian. Uh, games and, and what they did this year for uh, Cyberpunk. So we can either start off with the one book they put out, which was uh, Tales from the Red. Um, maybe they'll get another book out, maybe this month. Who knows? 
or at least do pre-sales we'll see i know um i know jay I mean, didn't mention anything last time in addition to tales from the red uh they put out interface uh but was that this year i thought that was last year pretty sure it was like early this year but i lose track of time so i thought they also put out the uh the net running deck this year maybe i don't know i lose track of time so i'm i'm very unreliable in that regard well, uh, let's, uh, let's look at their blog page updates Witcher, DLC, uh, Witcher, this is going into March, uh, dun, dun. February they put out our boss, new Elf Line, well Elf Line was last year. Uh, the Tarot cards came out last year, back in November-ish. Hmm. But Interface, I could have sworn that was done back in 2021, because it was the reprint of all the, uh, DLC. all the DLCs from 2020, right? Yeah, that's why I thought it came out this year. I don't know. I like I said, I could be very wrong. Um, but yeah, they so, they, I mean, they do a monthly DLC, so hopefully we'll get another one of those. Uh, what was your favorite? What was your favorite of the of the monthly DLCs they put out so far? Um. Well, let's list them off. Uh, we had hardened midden meet uh, mini bosses. Digital dating in the dark future. That was a fun one. Uh, Woodchipper's Garage, which had some nice weapons in it. Um, salvaging Night City. So those had salvaging rules, which I kind of dug. I thought those were pretty good. And that salvaging the salvaging rules are my personal favorite deals yeah. so far. Um, Midnight with the upload, which was uh, Cyberdex. I always love me some Cyberdex. Um, must have Cyberware deals, which was uh, some new Cyberware. Which one of those pieces I think they took from my site, but I can't prove anything. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to. Th I like to think they. I was inspired them. Um, collecting the random. Uh, that I actually I. I kind of liked because it gave you some hints because it was various rules but one of the this the rules within there was the combination of uh roles and what that role meant right so if you were a corporate cop right or um a fixer cop what kind of yeah. what who you would be in those situations uh, which I kind of liked. A little bit of yeah. Uh, just that, because it's kind of giving you sub roles in a way, but it's a combination of 
and that's that's one of the things I think I would have liked to have seen is if you do this combination and you have four level or four at least four levels in both skill both special abilities, you get an added uh, bonus uh, ability like or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. One. And then there was Tales bonus content, so there was some expansion to Tales from the Red, uh, Cyberpunk Red Easy Mode, um, which was the streamlined uh, rule set. Um, Elf on oh, Elf Online, the new card game. I didn't check that out because I'm not a fan of Elf on <laughs> Elf Lines Online. Um, mainly because I, I played World of Warcraft for too many years and uh, rather not get into uh, any uh, online gaming. Well, I just, I, I, I did think it was a weird choice that they went with something, that they went with the Elf Line thing instead of just like bringing Dream Park into the cyberpunk yeah. canon. And that's the thing, you know, they, they actually yeah. put out Dream dream park back in the 90s yeah. as a game granted they probably don't have the license for it anymore but yeah something along yeah. those lines right like um like a dream park like a west world like uh, uh and it's not necessarily brain dance you just they do it physically right um I mean, in in the case of Elf Lines, it's a tabletop role-playing game within a tabletop role-playing game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then the last Meta. DLC that came out, which probably is not going to be the last DLC for the for the year because we have yet to see uh, a December yeah, DLC. December. <clears throat> we have Spinning Your Wheels, which came out uh, a week ago, which had the uh, bikes and skateboards and... Uh, skates um I, I was a little disappointed that they didn't expand the the skateboards because i like i've mentioned to you and i think i mentioned um other places where we talked about it yeah that you know there was the um previous um uh uh interface the the old interface actually had pretty complex skateboard rules um like what kind of wheels you use, whether it was automated, what kind of board you had, and it had like a, a lot of different options in which you could create a, a skateboard. And I think that was more geared towards cyber generation than than it was for Cyberpunk 2020. Uh, I mean, you're saying interface. I don't remember that in interface now that I'm thinking about it. I could have sworn it was one of the interfaces. Like it's been a while two, since I one or two. It's one of the earlier interfaces. Hmm. I'll have to check those out again. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I am old and I do forget things. <laughs> so. <laughs> We have established that memory is not my strong point. So. Um, I could have sworn there was roller skate rules or, or skate rules. Um, it was not in issue one. Issue two. 
Uh, issue two. Hydraulic skates. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I do remember that. It is. It has been a long time since I flipped through the interface. Um. Yeah, I stand corrected. Yeah, you have the options of what kind of deck you had, whether it's wood, triplastics, tri the engine and uh, braking. Oh, this was actually for skates, or was this? No, this was skateboard. Cybernetic skateboards. Yeah, the type yeah. of wheels, the controls, um, receiving units. So. It's only two pages uh, of rules, but goddamn. <laughs> I mean, there were like hydraulic skates and cyberleg skate options and stuff like that. Yeah, and this was back in the '90s when you know the counter. Well, counterculture has always been skateboarders, um, and I think skateboarding kind of, especially in the early '90s, late '80s, um, got into kind of a a, a big influx of, of popularity well yeah i mean it was i forget when uh that christian slater movie uh, gleaning the cube gleaning the cube yeah yeah <laughs> that was that was a that was a pretty big deal at the time it was yeah, so um, yeah, this is kind of a, a quick episode. Um, yeah, well, it's I mean it's just us uh, basically shooting the shit about the stuff we've already talked about all year. So there's not much room left to cover with it. Uh, it's just true. us ranting at each other. Yeah. Um, uh, well, the other thing that happened this year is uh, both of us have uh, have games um, that we very true. ran. So this year, um, one of my lo long-running campaigns, which actually started, uh, I think it started online after COVID. So uh, the gaming group that I started getting involved, which, which um, this was back in 2019, I, I found a, a gaming group that started doing 2020 and uh, I joined them and kind of um, COVID hit so we went online and we tried to do a, a, a couple different games um, we tried that uh, 2185 or 2085 which kind of was supposed to be like an alt carbon uh, uh, game didn't like it because you had to rent no. weapons it, it was the oh the thing that screwed it up was the economy system. So it was like, you're given like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, right? Except everything costs a minimum of, you know, 5,000 to do anything. So it, the, the economy was very, not really well thought out. Um, at least the first iteration of that game. So, Again, we tried that, and then I came up with uh, a campaign, and that campaign uh, was basically uh, a continuation of my uh, Prometheus campaign that I ran back in the 90s that never really got finished because, again, 
similar to how this campaign, <laughs> similar to how it ended it this time, was uh, players were like, oh shit, we're over our heads. Uh, we're bugging out. So <laughs> that's kind of what happened with this campaign. Now, granted that they, they, you know, they're trying to lay low because the, the last session was um, uh, a Borg came after them and they almost defeated the Borg. But when, you know, when the Borg took two gunshot gunshots at point blank range into its head and it was still going, they were like, uh, this is beyond us. Now, granted, I, I ambushed one of the players on his own, so the whole group wasn't there. Um, but oh, that'll wake you up. Yeah, and basically, they were like, "Oh shit!" You know, again, they don't know who sent the Borg, or because there's quite a few moving parts in the background. <clears throat> um, but in any event, they they were like, "Yeah, we're 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 hiding for now. We're gonna lay low." So that kind of ended and then we took a little bit of a break had some uh one of the other players uh ran a couple games and now i started up my um high rider campaign which uh is up to four sessions right now so nice it is happening in 2022 right right before the o'neill 2 uh revolt so the the players it was amazing the, all of the players either their last year was they were in prison so i had two players whose last year were in prison or two other players who are hunted by various factions in orbit um so basically i, I started the campaign off on a, a penitentiary uh station and it was kind of a um, how they were going to get out. Like the two that were in prison were getting out, and the two that were coming were uh, basically coming in. <clears throat> and the station got attacked uh, by unknown assailants, uh, and were raided for different prisoners, as far as the team knows. And they were luckily uh, rescued. However, they were rescued by. Uh, some of the high rider revolutionary who is a kind of uh, basically in the in the game I created an NPC who's who's kind of the hallmark of the the revolution that happened on Neo one so he's nice. con continuing the work in orbit to start freeing other colonies uh, and bring the high riders to power um, so basically he was there to uh, capture someone too except it was a you know two different parties happening or attacking the station almost at the same time so the players were basically rescued and the guy you know gave him an offer of uh if you help me with my work you know i, I you guys can come you know you guys can come along and help me out um but uh, he's not going to kill you because they're all high riders so he, he doesn't believe in high rider on high rider violence so Belloras. yes so now the party is on galileo um o'neill too and basically they're learning about the the various uh 
packs, the High Rider packs. So I'm basing um, the High Riders off of the Nomads, right? In which there are several different nations. Um, and in those nations, there's going to be packs. And basically, uh, there's uh, a few nations that are currently on Galileo. But there's also uh, a majority of them are part of this one nation, um, basically called the Pill People. So these are high riders who who are live on O'Neill colonies, um, and that's mm. kind of the the nation. And then in that nation, there's a, a bunch of different packs that work on the O'Neill colony, and each pack kind of has their own type of uh, purpose, right? So. One pack uh, does all the farming on the station. Um, one pack does the maintenance on the outside halls. Uh, another pack does uh, gathering of resources <clears throat> and, and similar things. So now that the team's on board, one of the purposes of the game, of course, is, you know, the revolution needs to unite all these tribes. Um, to be able to overthrow the ESA and uh, Interpol on the station. Um, and, and since running this game, uh, I, I've learned quite a little bit about uh, O'Neill stations and how they should be operated and uh, how underestimated uh, they were in deep space. So the O'Neill stations that are talked about in deep space are between, I think, 15 kilometers to 20 kilometers long, and they're 4 to 8 kilometers in diameter. Um, and they're estimated to be between 10,000 and 20,000 people per colony. Um, I did some quick math, <laughs> and actually... Uh, watch the uh, watch an interview with um, I forgot the guy's first name, but O'Neill, right? The guy who first came up with the concept of O'Neill colonies, um, who hypothesized the the, the, the structure of it, uh, and his estimates were, you know, one of these stations could support, you know, anywhere from uh, a couple hundred thousand to a million people. Um, based on the you know the six kilometer diameter between uh 15 to 20 kilometers long um and i kind of also did the math and, and did a lot of research which was fun especially if if you're doing games but just understanding okay how much plant life do you need on this colony how much plant life uh you know per square feet can you can you put in that'll keep a person alive so my very rough estimates and lack of any real scientific knowledge you know I, I've bumped up uh, the O'Neill colony at least Galileo uh, one to be uh, uh, estimated to be over 150,000 people on it compared to the 15,000 that was originally estimated um, so that population has exploded and then I uh, started trying to map out um, some of the panels uh, just to see how how much space you know a certain amount of people will be um, 
would need to to be on this thing and you know my concept was the high riders are, are very suppressed type of group or, or group uh, of people right so they're going to be crammed into these barracks um and i kind of quickly drew out the barracks and it was like minuscule to how much space uh just one of these panels can support <clears throat> so right now i'm thinking about how to work it um and, and how the rest of the space is going to be used but it is it's, it's always it's cool to me when uh doing research for a game turns out to be uh educational like that when you know beyond just what you need for the game you actually end up learning quite a bit more than you expected i always like that when that happens yeah and, and one of my players is and, a big uh sci-fi reader so he's read a lot of novels about you know near future space life um so he's been kind of helpful on like just the the concepts of yeah this would not work as, as a structure right um like the o'neills like the first thing that i learned about the o'neills was so if you have one cylinder and it's rotating um what's going to happen in zero g is it's going to randomly shift and flip itself over uh at various different times and it's a violent shift so if that happens basically the whole um panels like the the inside panels where all the crops are and the people live all of them would be flung from the g-forces uh when that shift happened so they they expanded that that you would need well there's there's two ways of possibly dealing with that situation one is to have a heavier inner core that rotates or spins in an op in the opposite direction right so the the gyroscopic gets balanced or mm -hmm. the other concept which o'neill came up with was to have two cylinders rotating against the not rotating up against each other but against like their their rotation would be Enough. counter to each other yeah. and they would be linked together and that would actually stop that flipping uh from happening that makes sense which then again okay so if you have two cylinders one holding 150,000 the other one's going to hold a 150,000 so you're looking at you know 300 to to a million uh inhabitants in just one uh o'neill colony um so again the, the deep space uh kind of missed out on, on exactly how many people these uh these these colonies can actually support and i was even surprised that like luna uh which was supposedly settled or, or was starting to be colonized back in the 90s uh in 2023 or wherever deep space t takes place you know there's only about 30 to 40,000 people in that colony which i would think would be more because you would have more people wanting to get out of earth <laughs> not that it, not that it's an easier life but less smog and and less and there's always a chance because of how humans really um 
act you know we're, we're always about traveling and, and going to the next frontier there's always that segment of a pop of the population that wants to continue to expand and grow so yeah it was uh, uh yeah that's that's the thing with science, uh science fiction though it's always it's always a balance between what's entertaining and what's and what's realistic yep um It's it's always a, it's always difficult trying to draw that fine line between the two. And then we have uh, your game, which I have been a part of. Yeah, it's it's been going strong uh, for a little over a year now. Um, I, I like running Nomad Games, and this one, it's like I've said before, it's. It's my second time trying to run this concept. Uh, the first one kind of fizzled out because people didn't... I wasn't clear with people to start that it was going to be a highly social game. Um, you guys seem to get that. You understand. The NPCs are important to you and all that. Uh, it's it's going strong. It's still got quite a ways to go before it reaches any kind of... Well, before it reaches the end of the first the first round trip around the, the, the States. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've noticed in, in a couple of encounters, how we've kind of, uh, avoided some of those encounters. I got, think you've planned out. Oh you guys are so gifted at avoiding conflict <laughs> that, uh, is that a disappointment it, to you or, uh, it's not necessarily a disappointment, but there are times when, you know, I'm all, all like, well, this is going to happen. I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to actually plan this out. And then somehow you guys just magically like bypass it all together. So, yeah, well, in a way that I could, I, in a way that I can't just insert it anyway, without it, without it feeling overly forced. Like I don't, I don't tend to, I don't tend to railroad. If, if you guys have a good idea to avoid combat, you will avoid, avoid conflict there. Yeah, and I think um, that's kind of the point of cyberpunk is you really want to avoid combat if you can. Yeah. Um, I mean, the few big combats you guys have been in have been pretty devastating, and, and they've had some like some major NPCs have died. And yeah, you got gotten kind of messed up. Other times, you know, you guys avoid combat and you end up with puppies and. <laughs> <laughs> And no, we did not eat the puppy. Not yet. Not I haven't yet. gotten hungry enough. <laughs> well, I hope we're not never that hungry. No, it's always a. I, I never force conflict or combat, uh, but it's always. I kind of sometimes I feel like I'm I'm kind of uh, doing you guys a disservice by not throwing more combat your way. But again, like I said, you guys do everything you possibly can and to avoid it. So if that's, that's the direction the game takes, that's the, that's the way it goes. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, at least for me, from a cyberpunk player, it's a, it depends on the pay, depends on the character I'm playing, whether I want to get into combat or not. But I also know that we are basically a, a traveling caravan, right? The, for those who, yeah. who, who don't know, basically the premise is 
Um, there's a caravan that tours the whole United States and basically it's a um, transportation, would you say? Yeah, it's like uh, Mad Greyhound. Yep. So, and it's also, you know, freight and, and other goods that get pulled along with it, um, basically within the nomad community, right? And Derek did a, a great job with diagramming out the whole route that the caravan takes throughout the whole country, um, which is fun to, to take a look at that and then also trying to figure out, because the other great thing that I think the game has is we're, we're constantly using Google Maps to be like, yeah, if we take this road, we'll catch up to there quicker maybe, but we don't know yeah. if, if we're going to get ambushed or, you know, are these roads still being maintained? Um yeah, and, and I think the other thing is when you whenever you throw any signs of uh, cops <laughs> or, or the state, yeah, state troopers. <laughs> yeah, like, well, we're getting to your big city. We're gonna bypass that shit far yeah. the way around. Yeah, so just, which of course means you end up traveling through like swamps and and back roads and yeah, uh, yeah. But you guys have set scouts far enough ahead that so far you've been able to avoid any any real wrath and shiv problem. There have been a couple of instances and certainly your luck can't hold out forever. No, it, it can't. But I'd rather fight wrath and shiv than state troopers because state troopers they, they, can, they can call more and they have better tax and people actually care if they die. Well, yeah, most of not. the time. Um, but just another They're thing support structure to our listeners. Currently, uh, the group is down South. We just, um, just are getting out of Florida. <coughs> um, but if you, if you to, uh, North Carolina, yep. or South Charlotte. Yeah. Charleston. You're heading to Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. And those who aren't in the South know, Go and uh, get the uh, the uh, America source book, Home of the Brave, and read about those southern states and how they think <laughs> about nomads and how they treat their people. So as I'm trying to much of Home of the Brave as I can in there. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why we don't go into combat because. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, a lot of things we just don't, you know, you, you you don't poke the bear when it's sleeping. Yeah, and the southern states are just, you know, primarily fascist hellscapes that. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to be incarcerated in a southern state. That's for sure. Yep. So that's another thing uh, for the coming year is uh, hopefully our campaigns will continue on, evolve. And get some more stories uh, that we can share with you guys. Indeed. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? We're already at about yeah. an hour and a half. I'm still working on. I know you. I know you're still updating your site regularly. I'm still I'm still working on a couple of source books for mine to to bring out. Hopefully, uh, I'll have something more tangible soon. Uh, I need to stop working on like all of them at once and just focus on one. That's what I really need to do. But for some reason, I just... 
I think real world events get me t too depressed to write about a dark future right. sometimes. Well, there's been a couple good good things happening of late. Um, that kind of gives me a little hope <laughs> that it's not all a dark. little right. But when I have to write about terrible things, when so many terrible things are happening, it it affects me much more now in my old age than it did when I was younger. Yeah. Back when you were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah. Back when there was still a bit of idealist in me. Before pessimism just, just grasped, grasped me wholeheartedly and... Now all you can do is just yell at the clouds. Yeah, yeah. Tell the kids to get off my lawn. Exactly. Well, um, Derek, I hope, uh, you know, you have a good end of the year and a good beginning of the year. Um, and I will guess we, we will probably talk before that happens, but uh, show-wise, I think... Uh, probably, yeah. We, we, we definitely have some uh, ideas for next year uh, and also some leads with possible future uh, um, interviews with other people associated with uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, interviews, <coughs> guests, good stuff. And we're going to continue doing the reviews of the books. Um, definitely within, <laughs> we have all of next year, uh, there's quite a few books that we still got to cover. Um, and just then that's just the art talsorian ones we have i haven't even planned out any of the uh uh ianis or, or dream paid nine or um atlas yeah we got a ways to go before we before we start having to worry about those yep so got a lot more content next year um yeah that's about it yeah well you have yourself a uh but happy holidays. Um, get yourself rested up. Appreciate it. Uh, to everybody out there in the audience, uh, you guys take care of yourselves and stay safe. Most definitely. Uh, I hope in this in this in this time of climate, uh, both politically and just temperature wise. Good God, it's cold outside right now. <laughs> I hope you stay warm and surrounded by people you who love you. Yep. Uh, Agreed. So. Yeah, you can check me out. Um, I have my own Discord channel that you can find on my site, which is cybersmiley.net. It is a site full of uh, utilities for Cyberpunk 2020, as well as Cyberpunk Red. Um, there's also some data there. There's also some custom uh, uh, my own campaign stuff that I try to put up. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll start putting some of the High Rider stuff up. Um, actually, I'm maintaining that on a, a different uh, server called World Anvil, um, but I will post a link on my site. Uh, you can also check me out on most of the disc cyberpunk discords that are out there, um, whether it's on Tarsorian, definitely on uh, Cybernation Uncensored, where we have our own channel there, uh, the Forlorn Dopes. Um, also, a lot of the uh, West March um, servers, so... You definitely can find me. Uh, I occasionally browse the U2 Reddit, uh, which is the Cyberpunk 2020 and the Cyberpunk Red. Um, so I'm also there uh, lurking about 
and uh yeah so that's about it from me yeah you'll find me uh not only on my site data fortress 2020 but also on facebook uh on the uh cyberpunk nation or cyber nation uncensored facebook group the cyberpunk 2020 facebook group and the data fortress 2020 facebook group uh you can find me on reddit where i lurk in the cyberpunk 2020 the cyberpunk red well basically anything that has to do with cyberpunk i'll 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 snipe comments here and there provide a little bit of advice where i can on the on those on those reddit groups um i'm not as active on discord as uh as my friend will here but uh, i will answer advice that's posed to me uh either through uh cyber smiley's pay uh Cyber Smiley's um, Discord <laughs> Discord channel or the Cyber Nation Uncensored Discord channel. Uh, I yeah, that's that's where you can find us. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Rob Mulligan for hosting us on Cyber Nation Uncensored um, and giving us this opportunity to share what what little wisdom. <laughs> I have to offer, and uh, or we have to offer, I should say. Yeah, I definitely appreciate Rob. Um, this is we're heading into our second year uh, with him uh, and him hosting us. I'm glad you know oh, we're still season. around. Third season. Is it the third season? Yeah, we took a season break already. Yeah, yeah. so it'd be the third season, but not the third year. I think we started right. in March or May. Yeah, remember. that sounds about right. Got to go and look it up, but yeah. So we're going to be almost doing this for three years so far. Crazy, huh? <laughs> Amazing how COVID just like makes time fly. It sure did. It's, well, now that the world's starting to open up again, hopefully uh, time will slow down a little for us. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, appreciate you uh, listening to us. And uh, if you want, go check it out on YouTube and give us a like and comment and uh, try to support our uh, our little venture here. Well, stay safe, everybody. Thank you for uh, spending time with us. Catch you out next year. Bye.